I mean, we're here. here. We're not music. in. Every time you hear the music, that means we're recording. We're on. But what if there's no music? Are we recording? So do we no. stop recording when the music stops playing? No. Every time. <laughs> Happy Thursday, everybody. Or whatever day of the week it is. Oh. Hello, hello. I got excited. Hello, hello. My name is Mauro. And I'm Dan. And that's our intro. And that's our intro. And he messed it up. And this is... This is the first time we haven't done a uh, one of those intros in a, in a long time. Well, our podcast growing and evolving. And this is... I don't know about evolving. And this is... Let's talk, talk about, about cool animals. We're getting good at that. Yeah, that part's good. I really... I feel like we speak in the same register. That's why. Yeah? Is it? Yeah, we have like the same... Uh, what's it called? Um, range? Vocal range? Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. been told that I'm... <laughs> yeah. Like a mix of Fergie and, and Jesus. <laughs> It's a good, uh, if you don't know that movie, you're too young. I feel like you're young. No, I went to see that movie in theaters. All right. Even though I wasn't allowed. Um, um can we give a, <laughs> <laughs> this is completely unrelated. They do not at all, um, advertise or support our podcast, but I recently downloaded the app for my computer called Shift. Okay. It is a game changer. Again, this is not an advertisement. This is just a full endorsement from me, um, if you are having trouble organizing things in terms of if you're a business owner and you're using a ton of different software systems, it is an amazing, amazing tool. Also, Shift, if you want to sponsor us, hit All us right. up. Speaking of no advertisements, uh, the official snack of Dan's Dog Walk and Pet Sitting, Vegan Robs. Vegan Robs. Amazing uh, puffs. Uh, they are delicious. good for you, delicious. Vegan friendly. Uh, sustainable, vegan, gluten-free, everything that Don't, you look for in a aren't snack. Aren't the bags compostable? They might be, I don't know, but they're amazing. And uh, again, not not an, a paid advertisement. It's but just a snack that we it's love. It's just a, yeah, a cool product. So Thanks, go Sam. check them out. Vegan Robs and Shift, completely different industries. <laughs> <laughs> but please uh, check them out. Um, Do you have any updates for our listeners? Yes, we uh, made a video. Oh, of, I think I meant, I meant like life updates, but yeah, we'll uh, go, no, no, go well, back to talking okay, about uh, ourselves. Last Wednesday, we recorded an episode on the Titano Boa. Yes, we a did. A big, scary, terrifying snake. And we decided to film it in front of a green screen. And we edited it. And we put it on YouTube. It's really weird maintaining eye contact <laughs> with you during this whole time, man. So, it's hysterical. Like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, It's funny. That's We're not just saying that because we made it. But it's, it's, it's funny. part of why we're saying it. It's, it's yeah. really funny, though. Like, so if you haven't seen it, um go check out our youtube channel it's the dan's dog walking and pets in a youtube channel yeah. or if you just google type in the google type let's talk about cool animals or wiped out wednesdays it'll come up in in the youtubes even my name or your name or my name so yeah that we have that going on that's something new that we're trying and we're doing that every week now we so, actually have a really cool one coming out later this week um no let's surprise them i'm just saying it's really cool okay. done it <laughs> done it new episode okay if you guys if you guys have any um suggestions on what episodes we should do because we're always looking for new topics email us at animals at dan's and just tell us you know just say hi whatever or general feedback again i cannot stress this enough anything we have no idea what we're doing we're what uh 10 or 11 episodes in counting the bonus episodes this is our 10th episode oh we're 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 Deca podcasters. Deca podcaster. Deca Deca. Cast. Yeah, that's fun. So ten episodes in, still have no idea what we're doing and taking it day by day. But speaking of that, speaking of our podcast, yeah, we would actually like to make a request of those of you who have been listening. First of all, thank you for 
just spending any time listening to <laughs> these two doofuses blather on about science that they really don't understand. Um, we would really appreciate it. One, if you are an Apple podcast listener, if you would leave us preferably a five star review. Um, but if you shared us with somebody who loves science and animals, we're, we're really trying to obviously get more people listening to us because the more people who listen, the more we can kind of do with this podcast. But um, yeah, just, uh, you know, hop on Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or whatever platform you use and just send the link or be like, hey, listen to Let's Talk About Cool Animals. Post it on Facebook. Tag us. If you do any of those things and we see it, we will absolutely give you a shout out. Yeah, we really don't want this podcast to go down. It's not going to go down. You know what else is not going down? Unsinkable Sam. <laughs> Transition yes. king over here. I was like, what, what do you mean? Is there something that I don't know? Are you sick? <laughs> Segway master. Yeah, we, we're, we're talking about Unsinkable Sam. For those of you who don't know about Unsinkable Sam, wow, this is an incredible story. But before we dive into the details of Unsinkable Sam, Unsinkable Sam was a ship's cat who served during World War II with both the... I don't know how to pronounce this. The Kriegsmarine. No, the Kriegsmarine. Yeah. The Nazis. He was on a Nazi boat. <laughs> as well as in the Royal Navy. With the, the good guys. The British. <laughs> and survived the sinking of three ships. Just hold on to that information because, yeah, we're going to get into um, all of that. The but amazingness. You mentioned ship's cat. What the heck is a ship's cat? Well, would you like me to tell you? Yes, please, edu educate me. <laughs> well, a ship's cat is a cat that lives aboard large ships, usually ships that are traveling over long distances, and it takes care of rodents and other vermins, protecting the ship's supplies, ropes, wiring, also food and water, because that was a big problem. So basically, it's a cat that works for the ship. It's, it's, it's part of the crew. It's like rodent security. Yeah, a ship's cat is part of the crew. Just... And also, for, for you know, uh, all these... Uh, sailors that are traveling months at a time, it's nice to have a pet on board, yeah. right? Well, I mean, just a good companionship. If you're an animal lover, for any of you who have to spend time away from your pets, if you do, call Dan's dog walking and pet sitting. Um, but if you do have to spend time away from your pet, it's never easy. You know, they're part of your family. You know, you come home, they greet you. If it's a dog, if it's a cat, they give you the finger from across the room, but it's still love. And being away from that sort of companionship had to have been difficult. And I, I feel like these furry little felines help fill a, a void in the hearts of, of the sailors protecting and serving around the world. Yeah, it's definitely more welcome in the middle of the sea, too. You're like trapped in a metal box for months at a time. I don't know how I would do like, Honestly, I feel like the boat, being on a boat is one thing. I can't imagine the type of human mind that survives on these submarines. Oh. Like completely no, unrelated. Like no, I being wouldn't be able in to. a metal tube. Yeah, how far do submarines no, go down? down? At least know. thirty feet. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> You're not wrong. It, it, it is at least thirty feet. Um, anyways, I wouldn't do well in the navy. So ships' cats um, have a long history to them. Um, ever since cats were domesticated in Egypt, like fifteen thousand years ago, they were seen as companions. You know, the I mean, beside the whole god thing with the egyptians it was like, god and a companion well they made no they made uh like cats were royalty in egypt like they, oh, they worshiped oh. them as gods I you meant like they had like friends who were gods no. who like were like hey i'm your god no, friend the egyptians worshiped cats and you know you know god could domesticated be your friend, them and you know that whole thing happened 
But there's a, we have recorded instances of on when ship's cats were first used. Yes. Um, the Phoenicians, if you guys don't know about the Phoenicians, they are world-class traders from like thousands and thousands of years ago. From the country of Phoenicia? Yes. Is that what the name of it was? Yes. Uh, well, Did Phoenicia. You this? Well, I know this from okay. the top of my head. Phoenicia is modern day, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken. Turkey, Lebanon, and Syria. Now, I might be... Oh, Syria just went on. <laughs> I'm leaving that on. <laughs> no. Computer. Wait a minute. Does that happen in Syria all the time? Because oh, if you say... Okay, Anyways, so... now the Phoenicians, if yes. I'm not mistaken, they were the creators of Hooked on Phonics? Phoenicia? Yeah. Phonetics, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Something. You know, I can't always be funny. <laughs> Something with that. So cargo ships... <laughs> from the Phoenicians, used ship's cats while selling their long Mediterranean routes. And it's cool because the routes went all around the Mediterranean and they never went through because they went through the northern of Africa and then like went up Spain and then down. Yeah, you want to hug the coast. Yeah, like they, they were very close to the coast, but that was in 900 BC. They also helped spread the domestication of cats, correct? Yes, yes. So uh, uh, these Phoenicians would bring ship's cats on board to perform all the duties that we described before. And when they made landfall, they would take the, the cats with them to wherever they were staying or trade posts or, or wherever. And people would, I guess, interact with them or mm. they would run off and breed. They'd do their cat thing. Yeah. So this was actually very, very, very important uh, for introducing domesticated cats to Europe and Scandinavia. And eventually the world. And eventually just everywhere. And that's where and cat memes come from. <laughs> <laughs> so basically... It is because of ship's cats that we have cat memes. Yes. That's the origination. We can make that connection. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's pretty cool. So ship's cats were popularized in during the Age of Discovery in the 15th and 18th century. This was right after the Black Plague. And if we know anything about the Black Plague, rats were a real problem. Yeah. Black Plague was a real bummer. Yeah. So, hey, let's bring a cat on board the ship just in case there are rats um, the cat can take care of them. Yeah, actually, the ships that ended up having ships' cats had significantly less disease amongst the crew. You had a lot less issues because if you've got, let's say, a bunch of rats, they got fleas on them, they bring the plague on. Now, the entire ship might not necessarily get sick, but if you come across a storm and half your crew is vomiting and has these pustules and all sorts of horrific things that came with the plague... Ships probably not going to make it. So the ships that actually had the, these cats were essential. They were essential workers on the on these boats, and it was because of the specific service they provided, which was out there murdering rodents, that there was less death and the the, the spread of disease was heavily mitigated. So captain and crew and sailors also saw another benefit to keeping cats on board. Uh, cats, there was this weird superstition attached to to ships cats and we're gonna, we're gonna save that oh, for we're, later we're gonna save the yeah the, so just just remember that ships cats um have this weird superstition attached to them the stupid nonsense people <laughs> believed in back then but yeah um so yeah like you said they they were essential uh they performed a very very essential task on board and you know they're still used around the world mostly in private ships not you know company ships but um, the Royal Navy actually banned them in 1975. Really? Yeah, due to like hygiene concerns. But I don't get it. 
What? Uh, I mean, cat poop smells gross. I guess. I know, but you'd think that I feel like the, the, the rat what, issue. What is what is the the pros outweigh the cons or something like that? Devils in the details. Yeah, that wasn't that. So, <laughs> throughout history, there have been a lot of famous ship's cats. Like, a lot. Like, way more than I, like, I, Moro did a lot of research on this, and I, I did a real deep dive on the specific cats. There were so many famous ship's cats. Because they were loved by the crew. They were, I, I couldn't find a single ship's cat that wasn't seen as, like, an essential member of the crew. Well, yeah, I mean, my one of my favorites was, and I'm sure this happened with a lot of these cats, but some of the stories that I read, the ship's cats would kill the mice and the rats, yeah, and they would leave them as little gifts on the <laughs> sailors' beds. They, so they'd go, basically, I feel like it was like, hey, you're not doing your job and killing any rats, so here's a rat that I killed. Step it up, sailor. I mean, that was their job. They were just showing off. Yeah, well, they also, you know, cats do that to as like a little gift. Like, hey, look, I brought you a dead thing. I brought you a thing. Now I'm going to look at you from across the room with disdain. So let's get into some of the famous ship's cats. All right. That, from history. Let's start way, 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 way back when. Uh, in 1801, a little cat named Trim, he was a ship's cat on a number of ships under the command of Matthew Flinders. Matthew Flinders was a English cartographer. And we talked about this before. How did cartographers do what they did 200 years ago? We talked about this oh, cartographers, off the podcast. Cartographers are people that uh, make maps. And like not like the today's kind of making maps. These people actually drew maps by looking at stuff. They didn't use sky magic with satellites. They just floated along the coast or walked along the coast. They're like, this is where land ends and water begins. Shout out to cartographers. So Matthew Flinders was tasked with the goal of mapping out the coast of Australia. So he circumnavigated Australia. Uh, just for everyone, Australia was under British rule at the time. So they sent out their it's own. It's where kangaroos are, right? Their own, yes. Cool. <laughs> their own royal cartographer. They're like, hey, go circumnavigate Australia, draw out the, the coast, and then report back. <laughs> Sounds like a simple task. <laughs> he brought Matthew Flinders. He brought a cat named Trim. And he was the first cat to ever circumnavigate Australia. I bet that's on his LinkedIn profile. Yeah, right? That's cool. Oh, that is it? pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. You want to do the next one? Yeah. We could talk about Jenny. So I don't know if you heard of uh, this boat. It was called Titanic? Titus Nick. Titus. I think it's pronounced Titanic. Titanic. So, Jenny was the ship's cat aboard the infamous Titanic, and she actually gave birth a week before the Titanic set sail, and she was very loved by the crew. Like she was we a, said before, yeah. all ship's cats were, were She loved. was very friendly, though, um, but, spoiler alert, this is a sad one. Wait, what happened to the Titanic? Ooh. I, don't, I, I didn't watch the movie. I don't know. Well... First of all, Jack could have definitely fit on the on the uh, door. Um, second of all, Titanic went down, and sadly, Jenny and her kittens went down with the ship. Okay, that's thanks sad. for letting me talk about the one <laughs> where the the dead kittens. Cool. That's very sad. That's very sad. But you know, it's like a captain that goes down with his with the ship. Yeah, know? except the captain Jenny. chooses to be. Yeah, there. I know. But you know, I was trying to make 
you know, it's, a, no, it's honorable, an honorable connection yeah. to it. Um, so Chibli, this is a little more recent. It's a fun name. <laughs> I'm Chibli. It's more recent. Uh, this is in the 2000s, actually. And Chibli was the ship's cat aboard the tall ship Picton Castle. And you know what, what a bark is? No, I also don't know what a tall ship is. It's, it's a pirate ship. It's the one with the <gasps> giant sails. That's cool. Yeah, that's Jack what Sparrow. a tall ship is. Um, so she was rescued from an animal shelter. Like, hey, you're coming on the ship with us. And <laughs> circumnavigated the world five times. Do you know what circumnavigate means? It means she went around the world five times. Well, I, I figured that's what it meant. Okay, I'm just for the listeners. <laughs> and at the time of her death in 2011, she had sailed over 180,000 miles at sea. These cats make me feel so unaccomplished. Like 180,000 miles. That's insane. That's, that's and impressive. And while performing her duties as a ship's cat. While just murdering. <laughs> <laughs> she was a floating murder for hire. And our last one. Not our last one. Well, not our last one. I have some surprise ones. And probably my favorite, if you want to get into Emmy um, from 1914. Who's Emmy. You, am I going to talk about Emmy? Yeah, why don't you talk about Emmy? Got- okay, so Emmy was the ship's cat <laughs> on RMS em- Empress of Ireland, and she never missed the voyage. She was very uh, famous for always going onto the boat by herself. Like, no one would, like, carry her over. So on May 28th, in 1914, Emmy was inside the ship, but out of nowhere, she just jumped out into the port. This was in uh, Quebec City. Uh, the crew chased after her, returned her, and again, she jumped out of the ship. So we talked about superstitions. So cats are usually very in tune with changes in weather, but um, the ship actually left without her, and the next morning, uh, it collided with a cargo ship and sank. It killed more than a 1,000 people. How crazy is that? That's nuts. Like, she basically predicted... I mean, if you want to, if you want to analyze it, she basically predicted this ship's demise. Well, I mean, I think mo- there's a lot of instances of different ways, different animals sense changes in you know nature coming, in the weather coming, and um, you know, I think their superstitions were were based in some fact, but I think it was a little bit more. Uh, what's the word? Hoobly goobly. That's the word. So you said you have surprises for me. Make it quick. <laughs> I do. I got a couple. We got one cat named Pooley. Who survived after she survived World War II into the 1960s, reser- received three service ribbons, four battle stars, and adorably had her own uniform. So, Google moment. More decorated than Sharami. Yeah. Go Google Pooley the Ship Cat. You'll see an adorable cat in a little naval uniform. Now, there was Simon, who was born after World War II, was discovered in Hong Kong, was an unhealthy street cat, but was smuggled aboard the HMS Amethyst, which was hit by a Chinese attack during the Korean War. Now, Simon was hit with shrapnel during the attack. Now, a cat that's kind of sick, street cat, wasn't a healthy cat. You would think, oh, my God, there's no way his cat's surviving. They were able to fix the cat up. He survived and was awarded the Dickin Medal as well as the Amethyst Campaign Medal. Again, well decorated more decorated than me than any of us <laughs> and also one adorable last part these ships cats would be given special accommodations throughout the ship whether it was you know being able to stay in the captain's quarters or whatever i saw one picture though of little tiny hammocks that they crafted 
that the cats oh, would sleep cool. in. It was really, really cute. That's adorable. And that was it. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so ship's cats have a long, long, long and useful history to them. Um, but I don't think any of them are as resilient and uh, buoyant as... <laughs> I feel like they're equally buoyant. <laughs> As Unsinkable Sam. Uh, so we will talk about Unsinkable Sam in, right more, after, sorry. in more detail. <laughs> you always want to say the last. Yeah. Right after our break. Right after these messages. <laughs> right after our break. Our messages <laughs> from our sponsor. And we're back and we're floating. We are floating. You know why? Because <laughs> Sam is unsinkable. 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 Unsinkable Sam. <laughs> Unsinkable Sam was a black and white tabby. And I mean, they don't know when he was born. Uh, they believe that he was born in around 1940 in Nazi Germany. Nazis are terrible. We hate Nazis. And I hate them. Yeah. I don't mean to get political, but I hate Nazis. I mean, <laughs> is it political as as a Jewish man? I was making a joke. I'm uh wait, I don't get Even it. Even though my country foster them. Yeah, come on, man. Let's All right. Argentina, you did some did some weird stuff, but uh Nazis are bad. Keep going. Okay. So <laughs> uh Unsinkable Sam was a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he was uh the pet of a crew member aboard the battleship Bismarck. Bismarck named after Otto von Bismarck, the famous chancellor of Germany before everything went apeshit after World War One. Do you think that's where Bismarcky got his name? Probably. Oh, baby, you. Good joke. Um, so, <laughs> so we talked about what the ship's cat's uh, roles are aboard ships. They're more important, I think, um, aboard like destroyer and battleships because everything really needs to be working correctly. It's got to be a well-oiled machine, yeah. Yeah, you can't have a rat getting crew sick and then you lose 200 crew. Soldiers. Sol literal soldiers. These are people either protecting a country or trying to destroy the world. Right. Again, Nazis are terrible. So there were 2,000 crew members aboard the Bismarck. And on May 27th, 1941, during... You know, World War Two. We we love talking about wars, um, just in general in this yeah. podcast. I feel like we always bring it back. Cool war stories. Yeah, there's always a cool war story. So the Bismarck uh, got into a little little fight with some British. A skirmish. Uh, a skirmish. I like that. A skirmish uh, with some British naval ships. One of those naval ships, uh, the destroyer HMS Cossack, torpedoed the bleep out of Bismarck al along with other destroyers. And it sank. The Bismarck sank. No no question about it. It sank. And quick. But did Sam? Sam didn't. So there were more than 2,000 people on the ship, on the Bismarck. I think like 2,190-something. That was, that was the estimate. Plus unsinkable Sam. Plus Plus Sam. one cat. <laughs> more than 2,000 people, I think it was like 2,005 or 2,009, died with the sinking of the Bismarck. Just not, gone. Not Sam. Not Sam. Sam was rescued by one of the perpetrators of this bombing, the HMS Kozak. And, you know, they brought him on board. Sorry I killed your friend. But they were Nazis, so. <laughs> right. So this Nazi cat became a server of the Royal Navy. <laughs> That's like, you know, what we did with, uh, you know, after World War II when we took all the Nazi scientists and we're like, hey, 
you know, we're going to pretend you didn't do Nazi stuff. Can you help us get to the moon? It's also a cat, so. You never know. I mean, I don't think he has prejudices. Uh, I've seen some racist cats. <laughs> so this is how uh, Un- Unsinkable Sam got his first name, Oscar, because the signal flag code for men overboard is O, which stands for Oscar. Side note, flag code is incredible. Moro yeah. was actually doing a pretty <laughs> deep dive into this stuff, and I was very impressed at the different ways they are able to use flags to communicate. And you have to memorize all of them. Yeah, I barely can yeah. get prepared One for this One for podcast. every letter of the alphabet and then some numbers, which is nuts. Some numbers? or is <laughs> No, no, it's one, like numerals. One through nine. Numer- numeral codes. <laughs> you have to remember four numbers. So this is it for Unsinkable Sam, right? No. Okay, so he gets brought... Uh, on board the HMS Cossack. What okay. happens? He just lives a happy life, right? That's where it goes, right? It's just, and then he walks off into the sunnet, sunset, <laughs> explosion behind him, <laughs> drops the mic, and then go kills a rat, I think. Or wait. No. There's more. <laughs> so, just a brief five month stint later, the HMS Cossack, where our friend Unsinkable Sam was residing and murdering rats was torpedoed and sunk by one of those pesky U-boats. Oh, man. I actually know which boat it was. U-81. No, it wasn't. Oh. Mr. Know-it-all. It was a. It was U-563. Oh, okay, cool. So, anyways, so Nazis being Nazis shot at the HMS Cossack, and unfortunately, 159 people died. And Oscar, once again, was... Able to survive was he? He was found floating on a board. Yeah, that he was clinging to a to a wooden board, <laughs> which again unsinkable Just in the like in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Like, well, not middle, but like close to in the to Atlantic the, Ocean. Yeah, in the Atlantic Ocean, it's cold, and he was just clinging on to a piece of wood, waiting Aww. to be rescued. That's that's kind of sad, but he's resilient. He's unsinkable. Some yeah, would say technically he was rescued by the HMS Ark Royale, who also. Uh, played a very integral part in the sinking of the Bismarck, ironically. Ooh, it comes full circle. Yeah. And they took him to Gibraltar. So we're in Gibraltar now, and the Ark Royal set sail to go back out to the Atlantic Ocean. The HMS uh, Ark Royal was a, uh, what are they called, the ones that carry aircraft it was an air- aircraft, aircraft carrier. carrier. Wait, really? <laughs> what are those things, these crafts that carry air things on them <laughs> so a mere three weeks after the hms cossack was torpedoed and sunk the hms arc royal itself is torpedoed and sunk so i'm starting to think that's th- bad luck yeah this cat you don't bring him aboard a ship ever again but again actually the arc royal sank very slowly and it was able to be toned towed back to Sure. Yes. So there were no casualties this time. Well, that was good. Great job. You know, Unsinkable Sam's getting better at making sure people don't die. Awesome. So Oscar is in the water again <laughs> and is rescued by HMS Legion, who decides to, hey, okay, um, this cat is bad news. You know, three, three, thirds, third one's the charm. We can. <laughs> You're going to the land, bro. <laughs> These are like destroyers that cost upwards of like $100 million at the time. To it cost build. 100 million back then. No, no, no. The, adjusted for two oh, okay. Money, which is insane. Aren't destroyers now like billions of dollars? Yeah, but like you got to think of what you're getting. Eisenhower warned us the yeah. military industrial complex. So the Royal Navy, um, Oscar's 
boss. <laughs> is that? <laughs> oh, this is my boss, the Royal Navy. <laughs> Decided to officially retire with a new name, Unsinkable Sam, to a much safer <laughs> and not, not putting lives at risk job. I do like his, <laughs> his new uh, official title yeah, or his new job title, which was the official mouse catcher. In the office buildings of the Governor General of Gibraltar. Like, that's a pretty comfortable government subsidized job. Yeah, I feel like a government job. Like, I bet he had a, a sweet pension. He probably had some yeah. good benefits. Um, so he actually, you know, eventually was returned to, to the UK. And he lived in a quote-unquote home for sailors because he was a celebrity. Like, everyone knew who Unsinkable Sam was. Do celebrities live in homes for sailors? No, I mean, at, what's a sa- what's a home for sailors? I guess like where you go after like, like a VA kind of thing. Maybe yeah, or maybe like a halfway house where you getting out of jail or rehab. No, if you have someone, if you have a, a sailor from Ireland like going towards uh, say North oh, Africa, oh, like a boarding house. Yeah, kind of you thing. stop right. at Gibraltar. That makes more sense. My stupid right. idea. Right, and he actually died of natural causes in 1955, which is really cool. Because he lived a long and fulfilling life full of risk and mystery and bad and luck. adventure. And adventure. And he was in the water way too many times. I never, <laughs> ever want to be in the situation this cat was in, ever. So we actually, you know, we love Unsinkable Sam. He's great. He really played. cute, too. Yeah, he was adorable. Look up pictures. There are plenty of pictures. And there's, also, there's a painting that some famous artist did that's now at the Maritime Museum of Greenwich, which is cool. In the UK. I don't know where Greenwich in the UK is. I was going to say, this is up in Greenwich? Not the village. (laughs) I meant Connecticut. Oh, I thought you meant like Greenwich Greenwich Village. There's a lot of Greenwiches. Yeah. Where's the original Greenwich? We'll talk about that later. In the UK. Is it? Greenwich. Am I ignorant? There's a Greenwich in the UK. There's Greenwich, Connecticut, Greenwich Village. Yeah, so Unsinkable Sam is... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone everyone that's involved with ships or... uh, Battles or anything regarding the sea knows about Unsinkable Sam. Yeah, I actually had never heard of him because before. You, you don't have a boat. Just a little bit about me. I uh, I've recently discovered I really want a boat. Um, so if anybody has a boat, shoot us an email. If anyone wants to send us a free boat, um, <laughs> fifty-five to... channel drive, Fort Washington. <laughs> <laughs> we're just giving addresses out now. And we're on the internet. Oh, it's it, that's... we're registered. Are we? Yes. All right. You look up Dan's dog walking and pet sitting. Are it. Address, literal cool. address and phone number comes up. So if you want to send us weird stuff <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> so early in the episode, about 11 minutes in, we talked about the superstitions that were brought on by cats in ships. And we have uh, uh, we, we have compiled a list of the weirdest ones. Oh, nonsense tomfoolery. Just, you, know, when, you know, back then, when people couldn't ex- explain things, they just immediately thought, Witch, ghost, magic. <laughs> Feels like they just blamed women for things back yeah. then. Oh, you know how to do math? Witch! <laughs> oh, man. Men are terrible. Yeah, men are horrible. Anyway. Humans. Humans, know, and har- humans are horrible. But mostly males. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's go through these. There, There's a bunch of superstitions. All right. Well, one was fishermen's wives would keep black cats at home, too, in hopes that they would be able to use their influence to protect their husbands at sea. And when we say influence, we mean... Not like social media. Yeah, magic. <laughs> <laughs> they were magic cats. <laughs> Magical cats. <laughs> so it was actually believed to, to be a lucky omen if a cat approached a sailor on deck. But it was considered unlucky if it only came halfway... 
and then retreated. Now, let me ask you this. Halfway is halfway. What if it came like three quarters? You had some luck. What's the science here? If it came three quarters, I bet like that you night. Like, you got like cold? No, that night when you get up to go to the bathroom, you'd stub your pinky toe. Oh, okay. Like just like the kind of thing where it's like, oh, that you're the sense. worst. But S- then like you could recover. Speaking of magic. Oh, we want to talk yeah. about wizard cats. <laughs> so another popular belief that <laughs> existed was cats could start storms through magic stored in their tails. Which, of course, that's a that's that's where they, they store their magic. Is it? Yeah. You didn't know that? I'm pretty sure cats don't store magic, dude. No, they do. It's in their tails. According to, of course, it's according real. to lore. <laughs> of course, it's real. So this one's actually uh, it ties back to when we talked about uh, the cat, the ship's cat Emmy, that decided to jump out. Yes. And, okay. So if a cat fell or was thrown overboard, it was thought that it would summon a terrible storm to sink the ship. And there's a caveat also: if that ship was able to survive. It would be cursed with nine years of bad luck. It sounds to me like the person who put this out there was significantly more intelligent than the rest of the crew. It's like, all right, how do I trick these idiots into not throwing the cat overboard? That's what I was thinking. It it was this guy that really liked the cats, but the rest of the crew didn't. That's where it all started. (laughs) I've heard stories that if you throw the cat over, they're going to make magic out of their tails, and then the sky's going to fall down. So basically, people were... You know, not bright back then. Okay, and my favorite, if you want to take it, um, cats are uh, magic meteorologists. And how did they predict weather? Well, so if a cat licked their fur against the grain, it meant a hailstorm was coming. Makes sense. But if they sneezed, it meant rain. Makes total sense. But here's the kicker. If it was frisky... It meant that there was wind coming. Totally. But... I agree. There was a little bit of truth behind that, no? Yeah, so we all we all heard either the myth or the the lore behind animals being able to predict weather. Yes. But well, there no, is some science there's some scientific backing absolutely. to all of that. So cats are actually able to detect slight changes in the weather as a result of their very sensitive inner ears, which, you know, when you drop a cat from like Six feet. Don't drop your cat. If you but, could see what Moro's doing right now, he's trying to show me how he would drop a cat with his hands. Um, thanks to their gigantic inner ears, which uh, control balance and all They're of those They're very sensitive things. inner ears. Yeah. Um, they are able to land upright. This very sensitive inner ear that Dan just mentioned is able to detect changes in atmospheric pressure. So if a cat detects low atmospheric pressure which is common with heavy rain and storms, they'll get like, you know, nervous and restless and anxious running about. So if you're if if you really know your cat, if you know how your cat behaves and you notice just very unusual behavior, buy an umbrella. <laughs> Cuz I feel like you go know, home. What is it? Weathermen <laughs> have to be correct, not the terrorist organization. Weathermen like that that tell weather. Um what do they have to be accurate like 50% of the time? I, mean, I don't know. To it's gonna, job. Yeah. it's going to rain today. Maybe bring a jacket or your shorts. It's going to rain or not. <laughs> they should just do it with a cat. That'd be cool. <gasps> Has that been a science experiment? We should do science. Yeah, we should. I feel like we're scientists, we're scientists. right? I studied a lot of science. Yeah, we, we're reading a lot about science and superstition. But I, mean, I was a biology um, A scientific fact is that if, 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 if a cat does magic, that magic is going to be stored in its tail. That is science. Where else would they put their magic? 
They'd probably <laughs> put it in their paws so they could shoot the magic out. No. What do you mean? Because think about it. If a, if a cat swats at you, it's going to hit you with magic. You don't yeah, want... but no, no, store it, not use it, because then, what, then the magic their tail. No, no, no. They then the magic, the magic, the uh, magic goes from the tail and it's transported through the body into their paws. That's and... not how magic works. Yeah, I, it's science. I don't know. It was on Wikipedia, so you All can't right. post anything that's wrong on Wikipedia. For those children who are listening, I want to make it very clear: cats do not store magic in their tails. Leave cats' tails alone. Yeah, don't. Tra- <laughs> no, no, but you can't transfer the magic. That's another thing. <sighs> It's not Bluetooth. Oh, you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what a silly thing Bluetooth, I was saying. Bluetooth just makes no sense. Bluetooth is like dark magic. How do magnets work? So, Unsinkable Sam was. Yeah, we made full circle somehow. With Unsink- Yeah, because Unsinkable Sam, it was just magical just how he was able to survive three sinkings of ships. I mean, right? I'd it's say. magic. It was because of the magic in his, in his tail. Or maybe like just the the fortitude and strong will of the cat. Yeah. Oh, we should. That's a good place to leave on. Yeah. Cats can be extremely resilient, strong, and independent. They're desert animals. They're built to survive. Yeah. So that's Unsinkable Sam. And uh, real quick before we tie up this episode, hey, Harper, okay. it's Dan. Okay, hi, Harper. I We're just going to say hi to Harper. Harper, you're getting a shout out every yeah. episode. Can you can you wave at us? Yeah, for the next time your mom takes a video when she plays this for you, can you smile? Yeah, react. Do pretend something. Pretend you're excited to hear us. You're hearing your name on the internet. Like you should. Come on, should monkey. Be happy. You got to do it for me. All right, I love you. Um, Unsinkable Sam, ladies and gentlemen. Unsinkable Sam, uh, a cat that served under both the Kriegsmarine, which are the Nazis, and the Royal Navy, which are the good guys, the British. And he was uh, he was the reason World War II ended for the Allies um, in, in Un- a win. Unsinkable Sam ended <laughs> World War II? Is that- Jeremy won World War One. Unsinkable <laughs> Sam won World War II. You can't. That, that's just science. That's oh, just man. history. When I, World War Three happens, what animal do <laughs> you think is going to help end oh, it? Oh, man. I don't know. I, but you know what I bet it's going to be? Who? Tardigrades. Ah, <laughs> always tardigrades. Anyway, that's Unsinkable Sam. Please look him up. He's very cute. Uh, subscribe to us. Leave a review. Uh, share us with your friends and email us at animals at dancepetcare.com. And, and please uh, listen to our episode on Wednesday, which is a fun one. And everyone's going to enjoy it, I think, because everyone likes big, scary animals that no longer exist. And um, that's what Wipe That Wednesday is about. Unless you're scared of swimming in the ocean. End of episode. Anyway, see you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Mic drop. Bye.